It's the MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show with Jeff Blankman. Thank you very much, Lance, and welcome everybody here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We're going to talk girls wrestling here very soon with head coach Sam Vanami of the Carroll Girls Wrestling Team and Gary Schmitz from the Kemper Girls Wrestling Team as both coaches had wrestlers down at the State Girls Tournament, the first ever sanctioned girls state wrestling tournament Thursday and Friday this past week here. So just over the last couple of days, looking forward to those conversations. We'll talk basketball as well with Andrew Klink from the Kemper Girls Basketball Team and Sean Minahan with the Boys basketball team from the uh, Carroll Tigers. We'll talk with Randy Beeson about the boys basketball team and Katie Cook about the girls basketball season. Eric Noggle going to join us. He'll talk Carroll boys wrestling. Deb Danner will talk Carroll boys swimming and Shane Vaughn going to talk some Kemper boys wrestling. All that coming up here over the next hour plus right here on KCIM. Of course, the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Thanks to Mark and everybody down at MC's. They've been hosting this thing for well over 20 years and sponsoring it, and we appreciate that very much. As usual, we're going to open up the scoreboard here before we get into those interviews. We're going to run you through last night's course. We'll start off with boys basketball. It was the Carroll Tigers over Boone last night, 52-41. to Evan Hammer had 17 points and 10 rebounds. Kemper knocked off Shenandoah, 73-34. Uh, for the Knights last night, uh, Brock Bading, Finished up with 11 points. Coon Rapids Bear downed Booyer Valley 65 to 59. Cal Hayden 31 points, 10 rebounds. Lance Clayburg nearly had a triple double, 15 points, nine rebounds, and nine assists. South Central Calhoun downed Mansour Northwest Webster 77 at 269. Eli Wheelock led the way with 21 points and four steals. Esac County topped Southeast Valley 62 to 48. Caleb Eichhorn 19 points and six rebounds in the victory. Ike Manning defeated Loma 72-54. Reed Henders had 21 points in the win. It was Glidden Ralston falling to Caminita 52-30. Ethan Oberding led the Wildcats in the loss with a 10. On the girls' side of things, it was a Kemper knocking off Shenandoah 50-42. Catherine Mayhall with 20 points to go with three steals. It was Carroll topping or falling, I should say. Tough loss for them last night. They lose to a Boone Ball Club 42-36 uh, for the Tigers. Caitlin Aiden had 18 points to go with five rebounds. Arweva knocks off Peyton Jordan 62-40 for the Arweva Rockets. Maggie Regaler with 20 points for the Peyton Jordan Rockets. Becca Anderson had 21. South Central Calhoun defeated Manson Northwest Webster 58-45. Uh, Riley Banna last night had 20 points, 8 rebounds, 4 blocks. Kylie Schleichman with a 24 points to go with 4 assists and 5 steals. It was Coonabins Baird over Booyer Valley 52-33. Um, Breeley Clayburg 16 points, 6 rebounds, 7 steals. It was Malia Clayburg with 16 points. Glenn Ralston falls to Caminita 63-55. Paige Clucky leading the way in the loss with a 25 points. It was Eastside County losing in overtime to Southeast Valley 74-68. Uh, Mary Bontrager 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists in the loss. Icam Manning falls to Loma 45-231. Morgan Hansen 10 points to go with 11 rebounds. And in girls' state wrestling yesterday, Julia Caney of Kemper fell in the fourth round consolation, or fourth wrestleback, losing yesterday by fall at a minute 50 to Maya Humlicek, the number two overall seed from Lewis Central. And it was Evelyn Kramer from the South Central Calhoun Titans also falling to Lexa Rosevink of Ames. 
uh, losing my fall as well in her lone matchup yesterday. So again, you can find complete recap stories from all of yesterday's basketball games at girls and boys and that girls state wrestling tournament. All that boasted on the Brinks Exterior Sports Report at Sports. 1380kcim.com. Carol's girls wrestling coach Sam Vanami. She's coming in next right here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East, in Carroll. Let's talk a little Carroll girls wrestling on this Saturday morning here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. I've got Sam Vanami, the Carroll girls coach, joining us. And coach, as always, uh, it's good to catch up with you and congrats on a great season. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What a year. Yeah, <laughs> what a year, coach. You mentioned that uh, last week when we talked, you had had four. You ended up getting a fifth girl qualified for state over last weekend. So uh, first year of, of, of a sanctioned state girls tournament, you take five of your girls down there. That's got to be a pretty good feeling. Uh, yeah, I mean, way more than I expected. Uh, you know, like I said, my expectations, I didn't have any walking into this year. Just a matter of I wanted them to learn and grow and uh, just find a passion for the sport that they are all willing to try and then to walk away and have five of them going to state just completely blew my mind and <laughs> something to be proud of. And you got one of those in today, number two on Friday. Julia Kenny went three and one on Thursday, uh, picking up three wins by fall. Uh, good days, even though they didn't win. I thought Brianna Kiger, Avery Burke, and Chloe Jones all wrestled well. And then Emma Daniels uh, went one and two and picked up a win by fall for you as well. And her win was, was really kind of a, a great way. It looked like she was in a little bit of trouble and all of a sudden kind of rallied back and, and, and got on top and, and got the win by fall. So uh, overall, how did you feel like Thursday went? Thursday, it, it was a lot of nerves. You know, it was an understatement for sure. Um, trying to walk in there and let the girls know that, you know, regardless of how this shakes loose, you guys are, you know, the top 32 in your bracket. And that is something to be proud of, just, you know, that statement alone. Um, but going out there and just focusing on one match at a time, one girl at a time, one period at a time, and just trying to wrestle smart, you know, for some of us, uh, simple mistakes happen, and that's okay, and something to learn and grow with. Um, and, you know, the girls have already made comments that they are going to come back next year, and I, I want to work on it, and I want to do this, and that's great. Um, so we've got still a lot of room to, you know, grow and learn, and um, I think I think next year coming back, shouldn't be an issue and you know coming back stronger and better than ever i think that's the thing maybe people forget out of the five girls that went down for you guys this year they're all underclassmen so everybody will be back and everybody else that uh, gained experience this year uh, tiger girls wrestling looks like it's in a pretty good spot right now absolutely i to everyone being able to have that opportunity to come back you know i'd love to have them again next year but uh if they come back they're already ahead of the game. You know, their records already speak for themselves. And 
they're only going to get better. They're only going to get learn more difficult moves and, you know, going to look towards, uh, look to them for leadership, especially with the freshman class coming in and see what kind of weight classes we all have. And after this first year, there's going to be a lot of, I'm sure, changes, changes for the better for the program itself, just because now they know what to expect um, and how popular it's become, which is a great problem to have. But there's going to be some um, alterations, I'm sure, to the program overall, and I can't wait to just take these girls along for the ride and, you know, finish off strong. Coach, uh, Julia Candy made it into Friday. Uh, first match she took on the girl that was seated number two coming into the tournament. Uh, ended up losing. It looked like she got an escape there uh, late uh, in the first period, but uh, it looked like uh, a, a kind of a quick five for, for uh, the Humlechak girl from from Lewis Central. Kind of gave her the momentum. Did that affect Julia going into that second period, do you think, at all? Um, You know, Julia... One of little words. Yep. And, you know, you can tell she was a little bit nervous. Obviously, you're wrestling the number two seed. That's a little bit intimidating. But at the same time, she's patient. And the fact that she was able to go on as long as she did is an accomplishment. And, um, you know, Julia's record isn't anything to shy away from, though, either. So she earned yep. she earned it where she was at. And, you know, she shouldn't be ashamed that you just wrestle against the second person, you know, in your bracket. And ultimately, Julia gets to walk away now saying that she's within, she was in the top 12 of her weight class for the state. That's huge. Yep. Nothing that, you know, and nothing but, um, nothing but pride coming from this coach. Coach, uh, let's let's talk about the experience of going down to the Extreme Arena for the first ever state-sanctioned girls' state uh, wrestling tournament. What was the experience like, and, and, and how did things work for you girls? Um, we left after school um, on Wednesday and you know had a great send-off from classmates and teachers, and the girls got to walk the halls, and everyone clapped and cheered for them. So that was kind of nice, and load up, and parents were there with balloons and goodies, and again, just... If it wasn't for the love and support that we've had from the parents, you know, these girls wouldn't be able to get on the mat and focus. And so that was really helpful and uh, get checked in. We got here at a decent time and settled into the rooms and, you know, good night's rest. The girls were able to come together and on Wednesday night and they decided to put some pink in their hair and uh, have some fun that way. But uh, then Thursday morning was bright and early and it was, uh, you know, weigh-ins and making sure we have everything and just, getting in a good workout before uh, before everything got rolling. And, you know, just trying to stop long enough, too, and just take everything in. Because it really is pretty neat, the fact that it's sold out, um, the arena sold out, and the support and the love and the T-shirts and the, the fans and other coaches recognizing and coming up to even our girls and just, you know, saying good job. It was so cool. Well, Coach, it's been great getting to work with you this year. Uh, golf season uh, not that far away, hard to believe. But uh, <laughs> thanks uh, for everything uh, throughout this uh, this girls' wrestling season and, and appreciate you joining us each and every week. And great job this year. And, and again, thank you very much. Thank you. I, I appreciate it, and I'll see you in golf season. <laughs> you bet. Head Coach Sam Vanami again with the Carroll Girls Wrestling Team. We're back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show here on KCIM. 
Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. We're back here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show, talking Kemper girls wrestling. Head coach Gary Schmidt joining us here. And uh, coach, as always, appreciate your time, and thanks for joining us here today. Yeah, it's been fun, so... You know, great season so far, you know, and and uh, there's always that icing on the top. You want to, you want to, as you're saying, and sometimes uh, you don't, you don't get it put on, but, you know, you know, there's a lot of things to look at um, other than the W's, you know, and, and we've had a lot of other things that we saw some success with, so. Absolutely, Coach. You did get Grace Hoffman down to the state tournament. She wrestled on Thursday, uh, went to two and two on the day, uh, falling in her opening round match to an outstanding wrestler, and then uh, bounced back, uh, picked up a couple of wins by fall before falling to a very familiar foe in that uh, third wrestle back, uh, Julia Kenny. I think her, them two had wrestled twice earlier in the season, maybe even three times. So, and they know each other, of course, from both being here in the in the community of Carroll. But uh, uh, what did you? think how did you think the day went for grace on thursday um yeah not too bad she came out and she was actually up two to one in that first match um and uh you know i think she even realizes it and her um uh, tracy huffman realizes too as she comes out quick and she gets that first takedown you know she she loses that nervousness yep and uh it was a good thing she came out and she uh she um trying to replay that in my head a little bit, but I think the other girl shot, but she did a great job of countering it and she got the first takedown out of it. And, uh, I think she gave up an escape. So it was two to one or something like that at the end of the, at the end of the uh, period. But, uh, she's got some stuff to work on definitely, you know, on the bottom position. And even after the match, she was like, Hey, let's work on this uh, bottom position. I got to get better at that. And she knows that, she knows it, and that's the good thing that she realizes she has to get better on the bottom. And, uh, you know, it's that's the good part about an athlete that recognizes where they're weak at, and she she recognizes it, and she even wanted to work on it there during our warm-ups. And um, so, you know, during the off-season, that's a, that's a key point right there to work on. As for the rest of the matches, she bounced back, um, and she got a, got a win on that second match, and uh, – you know, she looked really good. She came back, you know, high intensity. She didn't, she wasn't nervous. It didn't appear. She got that first one out of the way. And uh, she wrestled well the rest of the way. You know, in that last match with Julia Canney, there's always that little bit of pressure, you know, that it's still that, you know, we're at the state tournament, but it's still that crosstown rivalry. And she knows her, and they know each other. They know mm-hmm. each other's style now that this was the third time. And, um, she kind of, we kind of pointed out a few things that this is how I would approach the match. And she did, she approached it the right way, but she kind of lost on a few scrambles there. And that kind of cost her in a few situations. And once, you know, in those tight matches, when you got, um, good competition and both, both competitors are, are at a good level, um, it's, uh, you don't want to get down. If you get down five or six points. It's hard to dig that hole out, and that's kind of where it happened. She gave up some back points in there, and, and uh, 
I kind of told her and at the start of, I think it was the second period, we've been working on a move that we can get some back points on and, and she hit it, but it kind of got loose on her and, and got she got reversed from it. So, um, but I'm glad to see that she she had it in her head that, hey, I'm going to do this. So I'm proud of her. Coach, what was it like being down at Extreme Arena and, and, and getting to be a part and, and have Grace being a part of the first ever sanctioned uh, girl state wrestling tournament here in Iowa? That's got to be, you, you guys are a part of history. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, it really was. Um, they the, the Athletic Association did a phenomenal job down there. I mean, there's some things they even realized we're going to have to fix, you know, but um, for the most part, they did a great job of uh, having warm-up mats for us. Um, I probably even better than the boys' association because if you've ever been down there, it's it's kind of sometimes a chaotic mess. I try to figure out where you're going to warm up sometimes. Um, but they did a good job with that. Um, you know, getting on the mats, it was quick and easy. Um, you know, I think for the most part, that's a great arena. It's not overly big but it's it's it'll hold everybody and there's there's uh i know they sold out and uh but i think they're talking about some modifications with you know possibly large class low or small class next year so and i'm sure they'll 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 start to look to adjust similar to probably what the boys are doing i believe you know this is a we had a 32 man bracket here and it's, i'm guessing Maybe they'll look at maybe make it more of a 24-man um, bracket. That way, um, only three from each district go. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what's going through their, their head right now. But, you know, for the most part, it was good. It was pretty pretty packed, but it was a great atmosphere. The crowd, crowd was awesome. So, Coach, what do you take away from year one for Kemper Girls Wrestling? Um. You know, it's definitely, <laughs> you know, not sugarcoating anything. I mean, it is teach, trying to teach. And you, you, you've, you've, you've coached girls before, and it's going from boys to girls. And, you know, my family, I got two boys and two girls, and even raising boys from girls, you got to do it. You got to approach it differently. Yep. And that's kind of what I learned as a, as a, as a girls wrestling coach. Um, early on in the season, I had to approach it differently. Um, they're different, different characters. <laughs> and, uh, I'm glad I had, um, I'm glad I had Tracy Huffman there as a female presence in the room. She did a great job of kind of help helping me in the respect of having female competitors in the room, you know, and being able to, uh, to touch them in a different way than I can, not physically, just emotionally, you know, because, um, you know, I'm, I'm that old, you know, military Navy guy that sounds rough around the corners, but, um, in, in essence, I'm still, I got that soft spot in my heart for these young ladies. So, um, they, they, it is a difference, different. I can't yell like I can to the boys and where those guys will just go back at it and grind things out. I got to approach it a little different. So, you know, maybe even officials or fans that have seen me in the corners before, I'm probably they say, "What the heck has happened to Coach Smith?" Because <laughs> you can tell I'm I'm a I've even seen it myself. I, I sit back a little bit more and I watch a little bit more and I approach them approach approach coaching 
on the edge of the mat a little bit. Um, there's still times when I'm raising my voice, trying to get the point across to the to the athlete on the floor, but I do a lot more sitting back and letting them um, letting them wrestle um, and not barking out commands and stuff like that. You know, so yeah, it's I've had I've had to relearn coaching a little bit. So, well, coach, I tell you what, it's been an awful lot of fun getting to work with you and talk with you each week this uh, this season. I appreciate everything that you've done here for Carol Broadcasting throughout this first year for Camper Girls Wrestling, and looking forward to uh, working with you again next year. Well, thank you much. You bet. Head coach Gary Schmitz again with the Kemper Girls Wrestling Program. We're back with more from MCs coming up next here on KCIM. It's that time of the year for comfort food. And you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Kemper girls basketball team pick up a nice road victory in their lone game this week on Friday night as they headed down to Shenandoah. Joining us to talk about that win from last night is head coach Andrew Clink. And coach, as always, appreciate you joining us and congrats on that one last night. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. You guys sitting 11-8 and eight right now uh, overall on the season. Uh, kind of got a nice season going right now. Um, slow start last night. You and I were chatting here during the commercial break. A little bit of a slow start. Kind of had to break some of the rust off maybe after having not played for a full week. But, uh, man, that second and third quarter looked like you guys really took control. Yeah, you know, I, you know having a, a long break off was, was a little rough for us. Um, I think, you know, just getting back in in that, that game mode, instead of going against yourself, you're going against, you know, an opposing team and, you know, credit to them, you know, they came out and they, you know, they got the ball inside, they got some good looks. Um, they got themselves, uh, you know, to the free throw line as well. We, we, we were a little sluggish to get going. Um, but you know, I, we woke up, uh, defensively for sure. Um, you know, giving up nine points between two quarters. Um, and you know, the biggest thing was we told the girls, you know, we've, we've got to ramp up the pressure, um, you know, on ball pressure, um, when we're playing defense, we gotta, you know, we gotta use our, our body to to get position. We can't we can't just get shoved around. Um, and we really, you know, we took that and ran with it. Um, you know, created some turnovers, uh, got ourselves some some good looks. Um, and then offensively, you know, we we were a little a little soft with the basketball early on, um, and then we kind of turned that around and, and kind of cleaned things up from that aspect. Who got going offensively for you? Did anybody catch fire or anything during that run? As you outscored them fifteen to three in the second. You know, uh, or was our, it a team thing? Our guards, our guards did a really good job. Um, you know, uh, Kate and Elsa um, kind of got the ball rolling. Uh, Carson stepped up and helped out. Uh, Franny was a beast again on the glass. Um, you know, doing a good job of, of eliminating second chance opportunities for for Shenandoah and uh, you know getting us some some runouts, uh, which is what we needed to get things going. You know, and then in that third quarter, uh, to kind of build off that second quarter, Lauren Bell got going. Um, you know, she. She had a she had a frustrating second quarter. I'm sure she would agree in first quarter. Um, but once she you know got in the groove of the game, and I, I think that confidence started to build for her. Um, you know, she had. I mean, I think she had two or three straight buckets for us. Um, you know, whether it was attacking the hoop or whether it was you know out in transition. So um, it was good. You know, it was a good all around game for for a lot of our girls. 
defensively what stood out for you? You hold the team to three. Uh, the defense has got to be really good. Were you creating turnovers or just forcing tough shots and not giving up many offensive rebounds? Well, uh, Shenandoah's got a big. Uh, she's she's a sophomore. She's she's a good basketball player. She uh, she finishes real well around the hoop. She's she's tall. She's uh, she's got good moves for a post player. Um, and we really you know focused on taking that away. Um, you know, forcing the difficult pass. Um, and then we put a little pressure out on the out on the perimeter uh, to kind of cause some disruption. You know, with making that pass. Uh, so, you know, I think I think just a combination of of you know post defense as well as perimeter defense really really led to uh, eliminating their opportunities to score coach uh, happy with where your team's at right now you had kind of a full week off you said you broke off a little bit of rust tonight you play again on monday night pairings are out postseason starts for you guys next week it's hard to believe that uh, you know things are right around the corner yeah you know i i keep telling the girls we, we just got to keep you know getting better every night um you know don't be satisfied with where we're at um we we played some good basketball tonight, um, but you know even afterwards you could tell that our girls were were not necessarily thrilled um, with their four quarters. Um, they were thrilled with you know the way we finished the game um, as far as the second half is concerned. But um, you know that's the thing is you just got to stay hungry. I got to keep working. Um, you know now we're on to Sioux City North. You know that's our next focus for for Monday. Um, you know I told the girls earlier this week. Uh, you know our scouties are. They're going to take us as far as we want to go. Um, you know, they've got us as far throughout the season. You know, prepping us, getting us ready, uh, giving us great looks. You know, working, working our varsity girls um, to make them better. Uh, so, you know, we're going to keep, we're going to keep working. We're going to keep grinding. Um, you know, day in, day out. Uh, we're going to keep pushing ourselves to be as good as we possibly can be. Coach, it looks like Shenandoah maybe made a little run at you in the fourth quarter last night. Um, did they did they kind of cut into that game? You, I heard you say here a moment ago that you guys kind of closed out the game well. Did they make a run at you and you guys hold them off, or were, did they never really get closer than that eight or nine point area? Yeah, it was right around that. Um, you know, we we got in a little bit of foul trouble uh, there at the beginning of the fourth. Um, a couple of our girls picked up their their third or fourth foul, um, and I think. You know, we, we kind of got a little tentative, um, you know, played with the lead, um, which we got to be able to realize that, hey, you know, know where we're at situationally, um, you know, take care of the basketball, um, defensively get stops, you know, don't let them creep back in. And, you know, we we, we kind of cut away at that uh, lead, uh, gave up, I think, a 6-0 run. Um, but then we, you know, we responded with taking care of the ball, uh, you know, valuing the basketball on the offensive end and, and getting good looks, um, kind of kept that lead. You know, at that nine ten point uh, spread there for a while till the end. Sioux City North coming up on the road on Monday. Record wise, it looks like they're struggling four and fifteen, but I imagine they play some big schools up there. So, what do you what do you see in this team, and what do they look like? They they don't quit. Um, they are they are the epitome of of effort and hustle. Like everything you want girls to be able to do without having any sort of. Uh, you know, basketball IQ, they just, they go hard. And then you add in their basketball IQ that, that some of their guards have. Uh, they got a really, really good guard. Um, can't remember the name off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, she's, she's a well-polished individual. If you, if you gamble, she make, she'll make you pay for it, um, getting to the hoop, uh, or pulling up. Uh, they got a big that, um, isn't the biggest, tallest girl, um, but she's crafty, um, around the rim. So, you know, I, I think the record is deceiving. Um, they're obviously playing, um, you know, higher level competition as far as class is concerned. Um, you know, so we're going to, you know, we're going to take the opportunities away for us to get better. 
Well, Coach, we wish you the best of luck coming on Monday night up at Sioux City North. Uh, congrats on the win down at Shenandoah last night. That's a good win against a, a pretty good ball club uh, and stuff, especially right there in that same part of the conference as you're in. Um, so congrats on that one. Good road win. Appreciate you joining us here and enjoy the weekend. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate all you do for us. Head coach Andrew Klink again with the uh, Kemper girls basketball team back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We'll talk to Sean Minahan coming up next. I think it's just vapor. Vaping is safer than smoking, isn't it? One vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. Kemper boys basketball team rolls last night on the road, cruising down at Shenandoah 73-234, the only game of the week uh, for the Knights this week. Joining us here on this Saturday morning, of course, is head coach uh, Sean Minahan. And coach, uh, you know, I tell you what, you get back late last night with that long bus drive, and then uh, you, you got to come in and, and have the radio guy bug you the next morning. So I appreciate the time. That's no, not a problem at all. Coach, you got to be happy with the guys. The way the guys went out and played, jumped up early, nineteen to six at the end of the first quarter, and and, and they didn't stop attacking. The way it looks, uh, you guys up uh, what uh, forty two to thirteen uh, at the halftime last night. Uh, so, gotta like the intensity that you saw. Yeah, it was it was nice. You know, we uh, missed, missed our game on Tuesday, um, so we hadn't played since uh, Lewis Central the game last Friday, where we did not play play well at all. Um, so it was nice to have a get out there and you know and and play well and we had a good week of practice so that was nice to see it you know come to fruition what all worked well for you guys in that game um you know i think we actually kind of had a slow start uh for the first (laughs) three four minutes we still only had like three points um and then we had um ben gherkin and brock Bain, david ami came in off the bench and those three kind of ignited us a little bit and it's just um, staying patient with our with some of our shot opportunities and, and making sure we found, found high percentage shots. We had some shots get blocked and weren't exactly fundamental in the first little bit. Um, had some good looks that didn't want to go down, um, but defensively we just you know played pretty solid the whole game and, and just you know let let our defensive positioning and communication uh, kind of wear them down. Did your defense really set up the offense for you guys? Uh, you know. Yes and no. It wasn't so much that we were there. We it was mainly just you know half court. We played, try to play solid defense, force some bad shots, force some bad passes. It wasn't so much uh, we didn't really trap or on anything special in the half court setting to try to turn them over. And we did get some transition points um, off the turnovers. We got some transition points off of some missed baskets from them. But um, that's just you know kind of the style of basketball we want to play is push the ball up tempo and um, some opportunities presented itself. You guys seem to be at your best when your guards can attack the rim, able to do that tonight. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things is just get good spacing. I think we we took a lot of threes. Um, part of that is, you know, we um, we had a lot of different guys play throughout the second half, and it's just one of those things where guys are guys took some extra shot attempts. They packed in a little bit. Um, we did get a little three point happy, um, shooting over thirty attempts from three. Would you know? Part of that was, I think, you know. Uh, the Lewis Central game, I shoot. I think we only had like sixteen, seven, or I guess it was eighteen attempts. So um, for us, that's on the lower side. 
Uh, so I think some guys were just excited to get out there and, you know, shoot, shoot the three a little bit. <laughs> Knock down 12 of them the way it looked tonight. And, and when I say attack in the rim, that, that, to me, you guys, when you attack the rim, either the guards score or you guys can kick because you got such good shooters and that gets you guys better looks. What did Shenandoah try to do defensively? Um, you know, they just kind of just tried to do their best to try to stay with us. They're a little undermanned athletically. Uh, they do have one nice uh, player who, um, who had only, who, this is only his second game playing of the year. I think he played, I want to say the first game of the year. Uh, and then he was back. It was uh, the Blake Harold kid who's a football commit that's going to play football at Kansas. He's a big, big kid. Um, you know, it, it's not very often that somebody makes, is bigger than Evan Adams, at least like from a just physical standpoint. And, and he was bigger than Evan. So, I mean, he was, he was an impressive looking athlete, but you could tell he's a little rusty. And um, other than that, they just, they were a young team, uh, so we just kind of used that to put that to our advantage. Coach, you guys uh, get a little bit of time off, uh, you know, for the weekend anyway. You're back to action uh, next uh, Thursday. South Hamilton, uh, traditionally pretty strong, uh, sitting a, a little under 500 right now this season. But what do you focus on right now uh, heading into that South Hamilton game? And then, of course, you got the makeup game uh, with Harlan coming up on Saturday, February 11th. So, um, you know, a couple of games left here in the regular season. What's the focus for you guys right now? Um, just get, making sure we're, we're staying focused um, and how we show up. I think one of the things that was with the Lewis Central game was we did not have a very good week of practice, which kind of comes down to, to me not putting our guys in the right position from a practice standpoint. And, and it, it kind of laid an egg on that Friday. And then when you turn around and I thought we had a really good week of practice this week, I understand Shenandoah is not quite the competition as LC, um, but that doesn't change the fact that I felt like we had a really good week of practice. Like I got better. They competed really hard. And so we want to try to keep that going. Um, offensively, just keep reminding our guys, take the easy play. We don't have to make a fancy play. We have enough good shooters out there that we don't need any to do anything fancy. We just need to keep the ball open and let the opportunities that we can create for each other, you know, come about feel like this team's kind of settled back in again here uh, in these last couple of games. Um, you know, I hope so. Uh, really, I mean, you know, we we played really well against Pella. It didn't. Uh, we gave up too many offensive rebounds uh, a couple weeks ago. Lewis Central was not a great game for us. So I think, and then Shenandoah, just it's no offense to them. It's just it's it's too hard to you can't really get an accurate read based off of that right. one game. So I think uh, you need to do it again and go out play well against South Hamilton. Um, Harlan's a, is an opportunity for us to try to try to get some revenge because you know that game and uh, the Harlan game they they were very physical with us so we need to see a team that's going to be physical with us to see if if we really have have learned anything yet. Well, Coach, uh, hopefully uh, the guys have, uh, especially with Harlan coming up again uh, a week from today. So uh, congrats on the win last night. Uh, enjoy a weekend if you get a chance to, and uh, best of luck with South Hamilton on Thursday. We'll talk to you again next week. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I just want to just make sure anyone from the, if the Harlan community knows that everybody at the Kipper family is thinking about them. 
um, and what they went through this past week. So yeah, not just the Kim- prayers to them. Yeah, and, and also the the Carol Broadcasting family. I'll I'll, I'll say Absolutely. that as well. Yeah, thoughts and prayers do go out to to everybody in the family down there in Harlan. So, Coach, appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Yes, thank you. You too. Head coach Sean Minahan again with the Kemper Boys basketball team. We'll turn the focus over to the Carroll Boys basketball team. Randy Beeson set to join us next year on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's Mike. Hey Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper. It could be your water, Mike. Oh, that's harsh. More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? <laughs> yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Let's talk Carroll boys basketball right now here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Head coach Randy Beeson is joining us. The Tigers um, go one and one this last week. Uh, pick up a win last night against Boone, really kind of controlling the second half and especially late in the fourth quarter. Uh, we'll talk about the game Tuesday a little bit as well. But, uh, Coach, first of all, congrats on that one last night. I think I said to you in the post-game interview, not pretty, uh, but sometimes a, a win doesn't have to be pretty. And, and you guys, I, th- I thought, came on really in the third and end into the fourth quarter yeah uh i think three minutes into the game it was uh a fun score of two to zero so <laughs> it wasn't pretty to start you know they sat in the two three zone and uh, we turned it over a little bit against that to start uh, and they did a good job of switching from the two three zone and a one three one uh, and we didn't do a good job of adjusting to see what they were doing so uh pretty slow start seven seven after the first quarter uh so give our defense credit uh even though we fouled a little bit too much you know even though we couldn't score the basketball we were still in the game of of playing good defense uh there in the first quarter and uh second quarter defensively we were okay but uh we 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 fouled too much and sent them to the free throw line uh way too much and when their best player went eight for nine from the free throw line in the first half and uh, once we did a better job of playing defense without fouling in the second half, it, it got a lot better. What did you do different defensively against the winter kid? As you said, eight and nine. I don't think he went to the free throw line again until late in the game on that uh, and one that he scored, if I remember correctly. So I thought Trey Hunter and uh, Baton Wardell, who had to, to really kind of handle most of the duties, did a pretty nice job with him. Yeah, for sure. Uh we just finally told our guys, you got to keep your hands off. You know, sometimes you have to adjust uh, to the officiating if they're calling it close. You got to make sure that you're playing a little better defense without your hands. And uh, in the first half, we didn't really adjust to that. We just kept uh, being physical with them. And, and uh, we fouled them on a jump shot at one time. Uh, otherwise, we just uh, we got too handsy with them and, and bodied him up as he was driving. So. Sent him to the free throw line way too much, but in the second half it was much better of just uh, contesting without fouling and, and making it tough. And, you know, he hit one three uh, 
in the third quarter. He had one other basket, and uh, that was it. So we held him to five points in the second half after him scoring 12 points in the first half. So that was really the key in the second half. We did a much better job uh, on him and uh, played some really good help defense and did a much better job of rebounding, too, I thought, in the second half. Mm-hmm. So uh, Evan Hammer was a big part of that. Uh, ended up with 10 or 11 rebounds. So he did a really nice job. He, he was uh, pretty quiet in the first half. Uh, as well in the offensive end. You know, he ended up uh, going three for four from the free throw line in the first half, but only scored three points. And I think he was 0 for four uh, going in the second half and responded well. Ended up scoring 14 points in the second half and had a ton of rebounds and uh, got to the foul line a bunch. So, uh, much better job of uh, attacking the basket. You know, when the game's called uh, that close and that tight. Uh, you know, we let him off the hook in the first half and just settle in for jump shots instead of attacking the basket. And once we did a better job attacking the basket in the second half, uh, we did a much better job of scoring some points. You know, Jack White did a good job. Yep. Uh, he was the one guy in the first half of actually attacking the basket once we got him going there, especially in the second quarter. Uh, he just dropped steps from the short corner and, and made a couple layups and got an end one there a couple times, I think, as well. So, uh a much better job after the first uh, the first half, especially you know. And senior night, you never know. Uh, senior night's always fun because you get to honor the seniors and recognize the seniors and all that. But unfortunately, you never really know what you're going to get. You know, some kids get emotional and and uh, get really excited, and then all of a sudden the ball doesn't go in the hole, and the ball doesn't go uh, in the right hands, and you know you, you turn it over a little bit too much. But uh, give our guys credit; they did a really nice job. Uh, Bryce made some threes. I think he ended up having four threes uh, yep. last night. Danner got, got in foul trouble, made a couple free throws late. Trey Hunter, like you said, was really good defensively. Uh, you know, Marcus Wagner, uh, Blake Hyman got the start last night, first time that they started a game. So it was fun to see them get out there, and they, they had big smiles on their face. And Andres came in and got a layup uh, late in the game as well. And uh, as you know, Tyson uh, got there in the fourth quarter and uh, – had a couple of good looks as well. So it's uh senior night's always fun to recognize those guys. And, uh, they, they work really hard. So it's a, it's a fun night to, to get a win on senior night. Uh, Coach, I hate to bring up bad offense or struggling offense. I'm not going to say bad, but struggling offense. Maybe it was really good defense. But uh, about four and a half minutes into the start of the third quarter, they had outscored you guys four to two. You guys end up scoring uh, scoring 13, though, in the quarter. So was it just getting the ball inside and kind of getting, you know, White going again and Hammer going again that really kind of got you guys that last three and a half minutes of the quarter to, to, to put 11 points on the board? Well, I feel bad. Uh, I, I yelled at Jack White a couple times in the first quarter, and he <laughs> caught the ball at the short corner and didn't even look at the basket. <laughs> like, and they're calling every foul on the one end. So I don't care if you miss it. You at least got to square up to the basket and drop step and try to score. And uh, he's a really good listener because that second quarter, I think he had six points and a free throw at seven points there all in the second quarter. So did a much better job of, of attacking the basket. And, uh, Give Boone credit. I mean, Evan Hammer was really good at their place, scored 20-something points, and uh, got every look that he wanted. So they, they knew that they had to cover him up at the high post, and uh, usually we're pretty good at getting into the high post and then finding the short corner from there. So our guys had to adjust a little bit and, and find the short corner uh, instead. And, you know, Marcus Wagner ended up with uh, four assists uh, on the night in he just did a really good job of being under control from the wing spot and faking to the high post and delivering to the short corner. So uh, our guys did a better job of passing it and 
in the second half, we were better in transition too. We got some easy ones. We passed that thing up ahead and, and made some easy passes inside. And, you know, anytime uh, when you don't have to grind it out in the half court and you can get some easy ones in transition, that's always going to open things up as well. So, uh, you know, we got to the foul line 22 times, shot a bunch of free throws in the third and fourth quarter. So our guys did a really good job adjusting uh, to the to the way that the game was called and, and quit fouling and, and get to the foul line on the, uh, on the other end. So we did a much better job of kind of flipping the game around from the first half to the second half. Coach, I mentioned that we would mention Tuesday. We'll, we'll kind of leave it at that. Uh, just one of those nights, I think what you said, Bondurant came out, had eight threes or whatever, jumped up 15 to nothing right away. And uh, they're undefeated. They're ranked number one, and they kind of showed it that night. And it just didn't sound like in listening to your guys' game as I was you know, watching the wrestling up in Webster City that night uh, that it just didn't seem like it was your guys' night. Yeah, yeah. Uh you're right we shouldn't talk about it very much because <laughs> we tried to wipe that thing clean uh from our mind because they're a really nice team you know and, and we played them really well at our place so uh we went into that game being confident and I, I told the guys i love your energy and excitement going into the game and uh unfortunately whatever they threw up uh, was going in and offensively we were not good and we turned it over uh silly silly turnovers early in the game and their length gave us trouble inside. We attacked the basket, so we weren't scared, but uh, we just couldn't finish around their length. And they're a really nice team. They're they're uh, undefeated and first in the state for a reason. And uh, when they shoot the ball like that and defend like that, uh, they're they're going to be tough to beat. So uh, we said after that game, you know, it's uh, let's move on. Uh, we played two really good games before that one, so let's not uh, think that that's an indicator of, of, of anything. Let's wipe that one clean and, and try to be ready for uh, the rest of the games that week. So once again, uh, it's a tough one to take anytime you lose like that. Uh, but our guys did a good job of responding uh, last night and find a way to win. And uh, hopefully we can keep that going this afternoon. Yeah, you guys head over to Dennis and Slashwick, if I remember correctly. I know you know Coach Fink, but I think you went to, to, to college with him, if I remember correctly. So uh, this one's going to be a fun kind of one, and, and they're pretty good, 11-4, and four, maybe struggling a little bit right now. But I think a winnable game for you guys over there. Yeah, it's it's always fun to play those guys. You know, uh, they're close by. Uh, they always have really nice teams, and uh, Coach Fink does a good job with them. Uh, so, uh, I, I still talk to Coach Fink a lot. Uh, you know him and him and my brother being in the Hawkeye Ten. We 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 talk a lot about different scores uh, in in our league and in their league. So uh, it's always a fun one to go go play them. And uh, they they got some really good players. You know the Sessions kid is is a really good player. The Weavers kid's another nice guard. And then they got six eight underneath the basket. So uh, it seems like the games and when we play them are always exciting and. Uh, and nothing else this afternoon well coach uh, best a lot coming up over there uh, as always appreciate the time and enjoy uh, any part of the weekend you can when you're not having to be completely focused on coaching all the time yeah i appreciate it jeff appreciate the coverage last night and uh enjoy talking to you this morning you bet head coach randy beeson again with the carol boys basketball team back with more from the mc country cafe coaches show next year on kcim i asked what kind of family she wanted she said a family like yours. Learn more about adopting a teen at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. 
Carroll girls basketball team has been playing well here the last couple of weeks. Record may not indicate that completely, but they played some of the top teams in the state really tight. And joining us to talk about some of those is head coach uh, Katie Cook. And Katie, as always, it's uh, good to catch up with you. How's your Saturday going? It's going well. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you guys got a game later today over at to Dennis and Slushwig. We'll talk about that coming up here shortly, 4 o'clock, the start time, uh, the scheduled start time anyway for the varsity girls game. Coach, an 0-2 week this week, it's kind of an odd one because I think you, you, you probably were fairly pleased with the game down at Bonner and ended up losing 51-47 the game Friday night. Um, maybe not not as excited. You end up losing to a Boone team, I think their first conference win uh, of this season. Uh, and it was just one of those games that's senior night. I don't know if that impacted or not, but uh, just never seemed like you guys got into a flow on Friday night. Yeah, Friday night, last night was tough. Um, honestly, we uh, I think we're, emotions were running high. Uh, we struggled to make a basket. Um, you know, we scored 36 points, and if you, it's going to be tough to win if you can only put 36 points on the board. So, uh, it's an overall tough night for us last night. Um, but just something to learn from here, even late in the season, where you know we can just we can just kind of bounce back and and hopefully um, lesson learned will maybe pay off for us. Uh, here in the coming weeks yeah jumped out nine to two in that one to start with uh you know I thought your defense played well last night you you hold them to 40 your thoughts on the defensive effort Uh, we were uh kind of searching to find what works um again like our our, we struck we normally play a very tough man defense Mm -hmm. and and they were they were able to score on our man. So we switched it up a little bit and went to our one, three, one and that, you know, surprisingly, like if you would ask me before the game, um, I would have said, no, we're not going to use our one, three, one at all. But uh, it, it ended up working for us. Um, you know, in the, I think late in the third quarter, we went to it. Yep. Um, yeah. And it was tough. It's, it's nice. We have Caitlin Aiden on top of it typically. And we were able to cause some turnovers and she got some, um, you know, um, open looks down in transition. So that helped a little bit in the third quarter, but, you know, in the end, not enough. Coach, let's bounce back maybe a little better game. Uh, I know a loss over at Bondurant on Tuesday night, but did you feel like a 51-47 loss? Did you feel like you played well that night? I thought, well, you know, honestly, at Bondurant, we, I thought we played really well. Uh, we just failed to score. Like, we, we got good looks. We just couldn't put the ball in the hole. Um, and they've got a tough player in number 41, their, their five girl, she, she fought hard and, and scored quite a bit late in the game. And, and, and unfortunately that one didn't fall our way. Coach, you, you mentioned their post player, Shane Ashinger, I, I think does a nice job, a little undersized for you, um, you know, tall, wise or whatever in, in the post, but uh, not afraid to get in and battle. I know last night uh, she ran into a little foul trouble, but, uh, um, you know, she gives you everything she's got down there in the post the way it looks. She does. I mean, that, that kid will, she'd rip her heart out, you know, yep. <laughs> and hand it to you if you asked her to. She's great. Um and she's very, very tough. I, by far our toughest player. What, did anybody click for you offensively the other night? I know Shea had eight Legion, Cameron six, um, or Shea had 12, excuse me. Cameron finished up with six and Caitlin nine. So um, offensively, you were talking about getting good looks. Were those looks inside, outside, or, or kind of a combination of both? 
Honestly, it was it was a combination. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Shay Sennard was pretty tough for us. She had twelve points, um, like you said, and Caitlin had mm-hmm. nine. Pretty balanced effort. We had six from Cameron and ooh, Shane see, and Shane inside. Yeah, um, and it looks like Madison Tuning had seven. So a pretty balanced attack. It, I mean, and forty-seven points is. I mean, if you can. I mean, if we get fifty points, I'm pretty happy. But. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we were unable to hold Bondurant for our. Uh, they had they had 51. So you know, anytime we can hold somebody 40 points or lower, we're feeling pretty good uh, defensively. Um, but yeah, on the offensive end, you, you've got to get it to click. It seemed like there for a little while, Coach, that you guys were starting to hit shots. It sounds like these last two games have you has it has the the shooting struggles kind of slipped back in a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you know, we, when we struggle to hit from the outside, uh, we we try to force things a little bit. Um, yeah, so it's something we need to overcome. You guys are back on the road today. I kind of mentioned it to you and Caitlin Aiden in the post game last night that uh, you know. Um, you get to kind of wipe that one away last night and kind of refocus here today. You're headed over to Denison Schleswig uh, coming into Friday night anyway. They had just the three wins on the season. I know they've had some injuries, and uh, Addison Inman, uh, one of their starters, I think, is down. But uh, what are you looking at? What do you know about this Monarch Ball Club? Well, I know we're probably facing another zone, which is something um... – that we've struggled with in the last few games. So hopefully it's something that the girls look at as, you know, a challenge that they're, they're willing to face head on. Um, and, you know, uh, from what I can tell so far, uh, we're looking at like in a mostly five out type of offense. So getting out and guarding on the perimeter. Any thoughts on pairings coming out for you guys uh, early, hopefully early next week? Uh, your thoughts on, on on where you might go, or, or is that even a concern for you right now? Honestly, Jeff, I'm I'm just worried about um, today and 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 in the coming week, seeing what we can do to get a couple wins this, this coming week. And when the pairings come out, we'll we'll deal with it when it comes. I don't spend a lot of time worrying about what I think they might do just when I think I know it's something different so (laughs) we'll 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 wait and see what actually happens and then we'll we'll deal with the reality of that it is kind of funny coach every coach you talk to says the same things I think one thing and it always is something different so they don't really worry too much about it like you said so coach as (laughs) always uh, appreciate the time wish you the best of luck coming up tomorrow and uh and uh we'll talk to you again next week Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Head coach Katie Cook again with the uh, Carroll Girls basketball team back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show next year on KCIM. Car crashes don't happen in slow motion. They happen fast. In a crash, there's no time to check if your child's in the right car seat. Don't think you know. Know you know. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Eric Noggle, the head wrestling coach for the Carroll Boys, joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Tigers traveled up to Webster City uh, earlier this week on Tuesday to take on at Crestwood Cresco uh, in the opening round of the Class 2A Regional Duel Tournament. Uh, coach, you guys, I thought wrestled well considering you were down uh, a few wrestlers that night, ended up losing 48-21 to in the opening round. But uh, you picked up, uh, what was it, I think five wins that night, uh, you know, so didn't wrestle poorly. How did you think went things went? 
Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah, we were out our two guys. We had to bump the lineup and change it a little bit. And, oh, it's kind of screwed up 60 a little bit and feel bad for White Snyder because I didn't – I screwed up and I didn't make a change on the, the way-in sheet, which was my fault, and I got ahead of my – I got ahead of myself and screwed up on that part. But, I mean – I don't know. I was a little disappointed in the fact of the way we wrestled with them. We did the same thing kind of with Creston and things like that. When we have teams that, that are right there, kind of about the same level as us, you know, with a 50-50 chance, and usually we come out on top. But we got those teams that everybody's slated to be ahead of us, and we, we got to find ways to, like, to not get wins or not get pins. I mean, we not get pinned. Um, having five wins is nice, but the one thing, like Cresco said, and our coaches addressed it with our guys is, when they came out, they weren't going to give up major decisions and they weren't going to give up falls. And that's just a sign of a pretty veteran and, and, and roundabout good team. Not saying that situation, but it's just 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 a veteran team of knowing situational wrestling and not giving things up. I mean, we're, we're aggressive. We really like to do things, but we also give up some things, some back points, some moves that we shouldn't. We'll give up a five-point move when we got the lead and then we shouldn't be able to do that where – Cresco gave that, like, Gail Nelson's 126-pound match. That kid was not going to give a major decision. We needed one more point, and he wasn't going to give it to us. We tried turning him. We tried everything in our power to get and he wasn't going to let it happen. And I wish we would just pick up on that a little bit in some of our some of our guys and some of our positions. Man, we're young yet, and we're we're in those posi- we're young in those positions. But I just I just feel we need that to be that team to to, to get over that hump to be able to qualify to wrestle with those qualified dual teams. Well, Coach, and you, you mentioned that uh, you, you hate to bring it up, but five of your eight losses that night, one was the forfeit, but you know five of those other seven were by fall, so I, I understand completely yeah. what you're talking about. One of them, though, that jumped out to me, Kiernan Polking down at one point, 11-1, to one, uh, had a yeah. chance. All of a sudden, it's 11-9. to nine. He's in control. It just couldn't pick up those two back points that he needed there right at the very end, but uh, what an effort for him to battle back. Yeah, there, there, there's, there's no down eleven one. I mean, it, he pinned him. I'll, I'll say it right there, the yep. official missed it. He pinned him. Yep. He's square on his back. That kid's arms are both in the air. There's nowhere else to go. You can't bridge. You can't do anything. I don't know what he missed. I mean, it was dark in the gym. I didn't have the best. I mean, he's right in front of us, but I didn't have the best view because the official was kind of blocking me. But he's pinned. I mean, any other time, I mean, that's pinned. So taking a cure and fighting through. Yeah, heck of a match down eleven one to keep fighting and. You gave himself a chance, and we keep telling our kids, just give yourself a chance, and you never know what happens. At least at least make an attempt. At least make something. And he decided to hip toss him a little bit and go for it, and the kid went to his back. And, I mean, we, we should have had six wins. And then there's a little bit of change in the matchup there. But, yeah, big match out of him, which is awesome to see out of a freshman. And he's got skills. He's been kind of on that edge the entire year, and I'm just I'm hoping that that match kind of gets him coming up for districts, gets him, get him to believe that he can wrestle with those guys. And Coach Colton Wheelan, another one, that was kind of an interesting one. He was the aggressor, I thought, but it almost backfired him on a couple of times. He'd go in yeah. and get the attack. I thought I heard the one time you holler at him, quit going underneath so that he gets on top yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to underneath. I mean, it's a heavyweight match. I mean, Colton's yeah. a big kid, and he knows he's big and he's strong, yeah. but you're under 285 pounds. I don't care if you're 285 pounds or not, or less than 285. You have 285 pounds on you. That's a lot of weight. Yes. And and you can't move under there, and your head's stuck, and you can't get your hips under you. It's just bad position, and he knows better. And I mean, he took the kid down, and then the kid kind of went to a tripod, and Colton got a little rammy and didn't know what to do. Again, our aggression kind of gets the best of us. And uh, the kid rolled us, but Colton was smart to kind of like get off his back that situation because I was I thought for sure it was over. 
but he did a real job of coming out of that and then getting the win for us. Coach, uh, you guys now get this week uh, to kind of get prepared for, for uh, state qualifying coming up on Saturday. What's the focus? What do you guys work on? Uh, get better. Get better every day. We told our guys that's the bottom line. Get better every day. We expect you to get better every day. You should want to get better every day. And we're going to find ways to improve to get to those positions to get better every day. So we're kind of individually working on some things and get some live wrestling in, but get better. I mean, we're, we're down to the final grit here and we got some opportunities for some guys to, to reach their goals and their dreams and, and get better. That's it. <laughs> well, coach, as always, you know how much I enjoy getting a chance to catch up with you. So appreciate you joining us here today. Looking forward to next week. We'll chat a little bit more on Friday about potential yep. matchups and everything else for you guys yep. and seedings and all that stuff. So appreciate the time and uh, enjoy the weekend. <laughs> I will. I appreciate everything you guys do for us. And as always, go Tigers. Head coach Eric Noggle again with the Carroll Boys wrestling team. Back with more from MC's coming up next here on KCIM. Becoming a professional race car driver takes time. Quitting smoking does too. It's not about stopping in one day. It's about starting with day one. Get the resources and support you need to quit smoking at cancer.org slash smokeout. Cowboys swim team on their way up today to Fort Dodge. Of course, it is state qualifying meet day uh, for boys swimming. And joining us on this Saturday morning is the Tigers head coach, Deb Danner. And Deb, as always, uh, appreciate all the time. You bet. It's always good to be here. It's hard to believe that our, our, our like, what, eight months of talking every week uh, is is kind of uh, coming to an end. You have the qualifying meet, and then you'll have the state meet, and it's hard to believe that uh, the girls and now the boys' season uh, beginning to wind down. Oh, definitely. I know. it's uh, it, it does go by fast. <laughs> it does. It, it does, and it seems like every year as we get older, it, it goes a little faster. Uh, Deb, you guys had the week off, um, no meets this week. You haven't swam since I think it was last Thursday when you hosted Spencer. So uh, a little bit of time off. What was the focus to get ready for today? Yeah, you know, we just uh, put in some yardage, worked hard, uh, got our taper in this past week, and um, the boys are looking ready. They're looking good. So, so I'm feeling really good about it. Any work on turns or on starts, or do you feel like that's where it needed to be and you were pretty comfortable with that? Yeah, I mean, you you work on turns and starts all the time. Um, but, uh, you know, they're, they are what they are at this <laughs> point. So hopefully, you know, we took care of things, and uh, I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> So let's talk relays. We'll start there. They're set. They can be adjusted if need be, but uh, who's in the relays for you today? Yep. So for the medley relay, we've got Kyle swimming backstroke, Legan is swimming breaststroke, Ty swimming uh, the fly, and we got Tristan in the freestyle. So um, they're, they're really pumped and excited about that race. Uh, we haven't had a medley relay go to state Um as long as I've been coaching, <laughs> okay. that's a long time. So, uh, you know, they're pumped and, and they're excited and they they think they're going to make this happen. And I am just excited to see it happen. So um, that'll be a very good race to start our day off with. And, and uh, hopefully they can drop a couple of seconds and it'll be a, a really great day from there, I'm sure. Um, our 200 free relay, we've got... Uh, 
Kyle leading that off, and we've got Jacob in there. Uh, we've got Tristan, and we have Legan anchoring it. Um, that one's going to be a little bit tougher for us, but uh, uh, it, you know, I think they have an outside shot of, of making that one to state too. So that'll be another fun one. And then our 400 free relay, we've got Jacob leading it off, and we got Kyle or Kyle and. Uh, We've got um, uh, Tristan, and uh, we've got Legan. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a great day. And, I mean, I'm really excited to see how those relays end up. And, uh, you know, the boys are, are really pumped, hoping to get all three in. And, you know, they're going to do everything they can to make that happen. So it, it'll be fun to watch. Coach, you were really excited about that medley group. How, how many times have those four swam that together this year? Um, those four have swam it probably two or three times. So they, they do so, have some experience, um, yes. Yeah, they, they've got a little bit of experience swimming together. All week long we've been working on our relay exchanges, trying to get those right down to an exact touch and go. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're looking really good. Things looked great all week long. And, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be a good day for them. What are you feeling like right now with with the uh, the individual events? Uh, who do you got in those, and, and how comfortable are you of, of getting quite a few of those into state as well? Yeah, um, so we got Legan swimming uh, the fly and the breaststroke. Um, you know, he's uh, his fly. I think he's going in about uh, what was he going in forty something? I don't remember for sure. Um, his breaststroke, he was going in 31st, or, yeah, 31st. So, um, you know, those two events look pretty pretty good for him. Uh, they do take the top 32. So um, as long as he can drop as much time as anybody else, he'll be fine with those. Um, we got Kyle in the backstroke. Uh, he went to state in it last year, and, and we're looking to return him to state in it again this year. And, um, Tristan is, is swimming in the 500 this year and, uh, hoping he can, if he can get it down to a five minute or just under a five minute, you know, that, that will look pretty positive going to, um, so yeah, it, we, we've got a few, few individuals that look really good for going. Um, actually, uh, Ty Thomas is swimming fly this year too. And, uh, He's come a long way over the year with his fly. Last year he went in at a, at a 103, and this year he's going in at a 58. So, um, you know, he's looking a whole lot stronger, and, and that'd be, you know, really awesome if we can get him in there too. So, um, you know, we're, we're just – we you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's happening at other district sites. So it, it's uh, just swim as hard as you can and see what happens. Coach, when you look at your district and you look at the results and the and the leaders, it seems like Waukee takes up almost every spot. So they're they're probably the team to beat. It, it's kind of hard to figure out when you're on varsity bounds and almost every leader in, in, in top five is, is a Waukee kid. Who are the other schools? Sioux City North, I know you know well. You've swam against them. Of course, you've swam against Boone and Roosevelt, uh, Spencer as well. Who are the other teams that you guys got to beat to be able to get some of those events in? Yeah, um... Des Moines Lincoln will be there also, um, Spencer, Fort Dodge. Um, you know, it, it's we, we've got a nice, strong field to swim with. Um, 
you know, and yes, Waukee's got a strong team, but you know, they can only enter three, three boys into every event, just like the rest of us. Yep. So, you know, we, we have a shot too. Um, Cause you don't know, you know, who, he, who they're putting in or whatever it's, you know, everybody has that same same opportunity to, to try and score and, and try and make it to state. So, um, yeah, you know, we got some good teams, uh, you know, like you said, Waukee, uh, Sioux City, and they're going to be strong, strong teams um, help push us along. Uh, Roosevelt will have some really good swimmers to help push us along, too. So, um, you know, those are the three main teams that we're kind of chasing after. Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us here this morning. We wish you the absolute best luck coming up there today. I hope to see uh, every event get somebody in the state for you guys, and you have just a great day today. So thanks for all the time, and looking forward to seeing how the guys do today. You bet. Thank you. Head Coach Deb Danner again with the Carroll Boys Swim Team. We'll step away back with more from MCs coming up next year on KCIM. From your first sunrise to the sunset of life, we are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Visit socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Shane Vaughn, the head boys wrestling coach with the Camber Knights, joining us, of course, on this uh, Saturday morning. And, Coach, as always, uh, good to catch up with you. Yeah, good to be here. Shane, you and I were just talking. This is kind of a different year for you guys. Uh, no sectionals for your class size, classes 1A and 2A, um, now just a district. So uh, no meet this entire week since last Saturday, and, and you don't wrestle again uh, until February the 11th. So so kind of a long time to get healed, for one thing, and maybe get as many people healthy as you can, which can be good, but also kind of a long time to kind of work on the fundamentals and kind of get back to some of the basics and some of the things you maybe didn't have time to work on this season. Yeah, um, we've been able to kind of slow things down and focus on a few more technical aspects and maybe get better. Um, but like you said, good time to get people healthy. So a couple guys that were kind of dinged up that this break came at a pretty good time for, so that's been kind of nice to see. How, are you guys going to be about as healthy as you can be heading into the tournament next Saturday? Yeah, I mean, as, you know, as healthy as anyone is at this time of year. Um, <laughs> there's You'd be hard-pressed to find a wrestler across the state that's not dealing with something, you know, however minor or major that may be. Everyone's got a little something going on, so it's just a matter of overcoming it and figure out, you know, where we need to be at and what we can do to be feeling as good as possible going into Saturday. Before we talk about what you've kind of focused on over this last week and what you'll focus on this week coming up, heading into uh, districts coming up on the 11th, let's talk a little bit about last Saturday. Uh, you guys headed down Friday night to get out in front of the storm uh, that was rolling into the area to Head down to the Hawkeye 10 Conference Tournament. Uh, had to go down to Clorinda for that. Uh, finished fifth. Um, scored 114 points on the day. Pretty solid day for you guys. Riley Park is your top finisher. Uh, taking home a second place finish uh, and stuff. So uh, how did you feel like things went for you guys down there? You know, just like any tournament, kind of a mixed bag of emotions coming out of it. Um, we had a couple of performances that I felt pretty good about. A couple of guys wrestling real well. And then just a few where we're still making some mistakes that are frustrating this time of the year. Um, but that's where, you know, like we said earlier, it's good to have that kind of break right after. We can slow it down, do a little more evaluating, a little more assessing, kind of work, you know, more specifically on those things instead of trying to progress right to the next competition right away. So, you know, overall, uh, not, not upset about the day. Um, we're in fourth most of the day. Would have liked to come out with fourth, but kind of had that one slip away from us late. So overall, fifth place finish didn't feel horrible. 
We mentioned Riley as your guys' top finisher, uh, brought home a second-place finish for you at 132 pounds. Um, what stood out for you about him? And, and we've mentioned him a little bit throughout the year, but what a terrific year that young guy's had. Yeah, he's been wrestling real focused lately, um, so that's been awesome to see. You know, he went out and got a quick pin round one and then semifinals, kind of just did his thing and put up a lot of points and dismantled a pretty tough kid, so – it was just good to see him firing off and getting his offense going and wrestling at that pace at this time of the year. Who else stood out for you a little bit? Uh, you know, I mentioned, um, you know, you had a few other guys. Caleb Hoffman finished up in fifth place for you. McGuire Hoyt also finished in fifth. Uh, Jake Hausman fourth. And Tate Barrett also finished in fourth along with uh, Kobe Pierce. Um, so, so sometimes where a guy finishes doesn't always mean that, you know, that they – I'm not saying they didn't wrestle well, but maybe somebody else didn't really stand out as well that didn't finish as high. So who else stood out for you over the weekend? Uh, Will Healy had a pretty good weekend, um, which sounds weird, you know, considering he finished in seventh. But you look at 170 in the Hawkeye 10, and that was a, a meat grinder of a bracket. And the mat, even the matches he lost, the way he was able to compete and the way he was able to wrestle and hang with those, you know, kind of top-tier level guys was pretty encouraging. And, he, you know, in the matches he got, he went out and did what he needed to do, but – I'm feeling pretty good about the way he's been wrestling lately. So what is, what's the bracket going to potentially look like for him then? Cause he's one of those guys that I kind of felt like might have a chance to make some noise coming in district. I know you've probably peaked ahead a little bit. How's the district breakdown if 170 was really tough for him at conference? Oh, it's doable for sure. Um, you know, we've got multiple guys in there. We've wrestled already. Um, a couple that we've been starting to kind of widen the gap on and, a few that I feel pretty good about uh, flipping a result on. Um, you know, like I said, Will's been wrestling real well lately. Uh, just got to kind of stay smart and wrestle his style and wrestle aggressive, and I feel good about where we are. Coach, uh, you know, for you guys, you guys always used to have to go through a sectional and then through a district. Um, do you like this change? Do you, do, you, do you think this is good for wrestling and, and the new setup? Yeah, I mean, I don't dislike it. Um, like I said, this break kind of came in at a good time for us. Not having sectionals right away, we were able to get get a few guys healthy, um, get some guys back on the mat and kind of break some stuff back down. But at the end of the day, you know, you still got to go through a lot of tough kids to get down to state. And so we just got to come out prepared and ready to perform and focus on things one match at a time and, you know, things work out well for us. You mentioned being able to kind of slow things down. I'm sure for each kid, probably something different. But what was kind of the main focus of the things you were trying to slow down and work on this week? We got to get out on bottom. Uh, we've been getting ridden too much this year. Um, and if you get, if you can get out on bottom from anyone, even if you give up a, a takedown and a scramble, you're not quite out of it. But if you can't get out on bottom, you give up an early takedown. Now you're putting yourself in a hole that's hard to climb out of. And so just being able to get out and get back on our offense has been a, a point of emphasis for us. Do you see some good work on that and and some good progress? Yeah, yeah, they've been working pretty hard at it. Um, a lot more focus and emphasis able to place there. So. We, you know, we got to see how it translates to competition, but in the room, we're feeling pretty good. What's the focus going to be this upcoming week? Confidence. Just kind of getting our minds right, staying focused, staying locked in, and going out ready to believe that we can all get down there. Coach, I tell you what, uh, glad to catch up with you again. Uh, congrats on, uh, you know, a great season so far. I know you got uh, a few more left with the districts and then the guys that will be heading down to state. So I'll catch up with you again next week. We'll kind of preview what you feel like the district looks like and kind of recap how the guys got themselves ready to go this week. So appreciate you joining us here today and have a great weekend.
Yeah, thanks. You too. Head coach Shane Vaughn again with the Kemper Boys wrestling team back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show here on KCIM. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Thanks everybody for tuning in here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show as we get set to wrap things up here real quick. Let's take a look again at that uh, local sports schedule coming up for you today. Carroll Boys Swim Team, they head up to their districts today. That'll be up at Fortnite. Should qualify a lot of events for the uh, State Boys Swim Meet. That gets underway at noon today. South Central Calhoun Boys Wrestling Team, they're hosting their dual tournament coming up this morning. That'll start at 10 o'clock, and we've got quite a few of basketball here today. East Axe at Maple Valley, Anthonoto, Charter Oak Ute beginning at noon today. Coming up around 3.30, it'll be South Central Calhoun at Spencer. Carroll Tigers go to Denison slash we get 4 o'clock in Eastack County. There again at Maple Valley, Anthonoto, Charter Oak Ute at noon. Glidden Ralston hosting West Harrison. That gets underway at 6 o'clock today. Want to thank Sam Vanami, Gary Schmitz, Andrew Klink, Sean Minahan, Randy Beeson, Katie Cook, Eric Noggle, Deb Danner, and Shane Vaughn all for joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. And thank you as well for tuning in. And I'll get Brink's exterior sports reports from all of today's basketball, wrestling, and swimming typed up later on tonight. That's going to wrap things up. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. KCIM, Western Iowa weather. A mix of clouds and sun this afternoon with daytime highs approaching 36. Southwest winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Lows around 25 tonight, partly cloudy. High of 35 tomorrow. Cloudy Monday with a high of 40. 36 Tuesday. From the Weatherology Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Paul Trombley. See the full forecast and the Brinks Exteriors radar at 1380kcim.com. Right now, 27.